Think about it. Everything is polluted. The environment, the government, the schools, you name it. We're on Uncensored tonight. Nice, clean little bandwidth. No one else is using it. Price is right. I like the idea that a voice can just go somewhere uninvited like a dirty thought in a nice, clean mind. Guess who? It's me again. The little attitude for all of you in white bread land. It's five o'clock. Do you care what the mainstream media says? You out there? You listening? What's up? What's up? Are you out there? Are you listening? God bless you all. Thank you all for joining us here today on the Brothers Uncensored Network. We have a special guest for you guys here today that I'm really looking forward to bringing you. We'll get to that in just a moment. John Paul Rice from No Restrictions is in the house. I am so looking forward to having this discussion with him. I hope you guys will enjoy it and spread the share far and wide, please, if you can. You can find us right now, as you can see, if I can get my screens going here. Uh, you can find me uh, live right now uh, on on the Brothers Uncensored, Uncensored Network. Uh, the links that you can find those are at uh, <clears throat> uncensoredabe.com. And if you scroll down just a little bit, you'll find us on the foxhole.app. Uh, podcast will be launched right after the show on Podbeam, uh, Spotify, and TuneIn now. We are uh, up on all three. We'll be expanding those as time goes by here. Really looking forward to expanding the podcast to multiple platforms, so stand by for that. Also, DLive, CloudHub, Tiger Network, uh, Twitch, all the main platforms you can find us on. Also, if you get, if you can, help. Uh, scroll down on uncensoredabe.com just a little bit. You can find a little bit about me and my time in the Marine Corps, as well as how to keep the lights on. And honestly, I need your guys' help. If you can, help keep the lights on. Patreon, PayPal, Cash App, P.O. Box is at the very bottom of the, of the website. If you join our Patreon, you will get access to our private Discord server where you can find exclusive show content and find out what I'm cooking or, or what Joe's cooking that night or, or see his upgrades that, thanks to all of you guys out there, are starting to arrive. So his computer is getting going. Some of his upgrades have arrived today. New internet. He doesn't. He no longer has his Walmart internet connection. He's, he's uh, upgraded to, to, to Target and maybe even faster. So dude is rolling now. All right, check out the Foxhole.app. We are live there right now. Check it out. Here is the uh, here is our show. You can see me, my big ass meathead, right here, just hanging out with you guys. Good to see you guys all out there. The, the Texan monkey toes. Uh, Daniki Sandals, good to see you, Texas girl. God bless you. Thank you for all you've done. Hope you had a great, a great night last night and a great weekend this weekend. Enjoy your uh, birthday weekend, uh, Texas girl. Crisco Fist Popcorn Party. Uh, you stay strong out there, my friend. Trust me. Trust in us. We got this. Stay strong, Popcorn Party. We got this. Foxhole.app. If you can help those guys. Uh, just scroll up here, buy them a cup of coffee from us. Please tell them Abe sent you. Tell them John Paul sent you. Say, hey, we appreciate all the hard work you guys have been doing. We love the app, and we want to see it continue to improve, which it will continue to improve day by day. Support us. Click the link right here. Buy these guys a cup of coffee. We really, honestly, seriously do need your help. Please help us on that front. I, with that, I want to welcome in my special guest for the show today, John Paul Rice. For those of you that may not be familiar with John Paul Rice, let me start here. Let me just let me just read a little bit uh, from uh, what Red Pill has put out there in the past. If you guys have seen him on Red Pill with Methods 
and uh, Comfy Sunday, and as well as with methods on, on their own. John Paul Rice began his film career in Georgia, working on Jerry Bruckenheimer's Remember the Titans, great flick starring Denzel Washington, as well as We Were Shoulders with We Were Soldiers with Mel Gibson, two of my all-time favorite flicks. Uh, great, great flicks for sure, and it's uh, it's too bad they're not made that way uh, today. Maybe we'll get into a little bit, a little bit of that today. Two thousand one, John landed a position in a Los Angeles finance firm, a sales production and company called Senator International, where he worked with industry veteran jo- Joseph Drake. Uh, he was an exclusive producer of the Hunger Games, Juno, great flick, uh, the the Grudge, Harold and Kumar, all great shows. Uh, under Joe's leadership, John's developed an interest in producing independent films on his own. At which point. John Paul decided, you know what? I think I'm gonna. I think I need to break the mold here a little bit and do my thing, and that is what he has been doing and doing very effectively, uh, as shown by the hit pieces that have been put on him. You know, you're over the target and doing the right thing when the media comes after you. No restrictions. Entertainment uh, uh, now is has been formed with Edgar Michael Bravo, produced uh, critically acclaimed f- uh, films such as One Hour Fantasy Girl, The Magic Stone, Memories of Lost Love, Mark Secrets of Eternal Life, A Nice Quiet Life. And a somewhat controversial because of its too much truth nature, a child's voice. It's a supernatural t- a thriller about a runaway teen who uh, made some waves here not too long ago, um, and in a good way. These kind of messages need to get out there. I'd like to talk to John Paul about maybe um, I don't know collaborating on a child protective services film. As many of you who have watched the show know, I have taken a special interest in raising awareness on that. Maybe we can do a short flick, short film on something like that. That'd be cool. We'll see. The future is unlimited here is the website or here is the youtube excuse me no restrictions entertainment you can see you can find all of those here all of the shows as well as interviews that john paul has done in the past you can find those all here here is the link tree so that you can find all of those grab this link out of chat right here and do me a favor bookmark some of those especially when you go to the foxhole john paul is on the foxhole just scroll down a little bit on the left uh you can see this right here uh just below uh, there it goes, jumping all over the place on me. Just below Neon Revolt Methods, uh, One Foot uh, N5D, uh, No Restrictions Entertainment. His second show was launched last week. For now, he's doing once a week. And I, I highly recommend you guys, if you guys want to kind of raise your awareness and kind of raise your uh, ability to see what's going on in the world, listen to John Paul. He brings you special stuff from a different perspective that you probably haven't seen before. Here's the website, No Restrictions uh, entertainment, ENT.com. The link is in the link tree as well as here. You can find a child's voice as well as all of his pictures that he has worked on as well as maybe some, some soon to be future pictures that we'll be, we'll be seeing here in the near future, which I look forward to hearing more from John Paul about that. First of all, I want to welcome my co-host Joe, uh, average Joe Patriot is in the house and then I'll get John Paul in here to see what he has to say. Joe, what's on your mind? Good to see you, bro. Tons of people uh, between Foxhole and, uh, of course, DLive. Uh, just a ton of people out there. So I would love to say hi to every one of you. But I want to save as much time as possible for our guest today. I'm super excited about John Paul Rice being here today. I've done, uh, as we were saying pre-show, I've done a lot of research. I've watched a lot of uh, videos. I've, I've watched uh, interviews. Uh, his second uh uh, stream on uh, on here on Foxhole was an interview uh, of Chrissy Mayer. If you haven't seen that yet, uh, but uh, that's a really good interview, a really good conversation. Started off a little rocky, but um, it, it was a really good conversation. 
and Chrissy Mayer uh, has been doing some good work out there as well. And, and uh, she's, she's someone to definitely check into as well. So with all that being said, like I said, I don't want to talk too much. So hello to everybody out there, but hello to John Paul Rice. How are you doing today, sir? Hey guys and Foxhole Nation. Thank you all so much for having me on. Uh, it's a real pleasure. It's a real pleasure to connect with you two here today and your audience, because I know, how much heart and dedication you've put into all of your shows far, far more than, than I see in a lot of people who are starting podcasts these days, you guys have been in the trenches and I just, I just love, I love all the people that I've met during this time. Like you, I really have. It's, it's been an honor and a pleasure to meet so many American patriots, what, 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 what they are and who they are and what they embody is, is really like God country family. And, and, what more do you need after that? Um, so uh, just a real special thank you and special thanks to Methods uh, Red Pill 78. Also, I want to give a shout out to David, uh, David Whitehead, a truth warrior. Um, that's another guy you should have on your show. He's a fantastic, if you haven't already, uh, he's a fantastic human being. He's, he's a Canadian with a beautiful heart. He's got a very philosophical and earthy his- history to him and and his and his approach to things is like a spiritual warrior that that speaks the truth. And so it's just a really awesome thing to have watched everything unfold over the last four years and how we're all here together tonight uh, and, and what we're going to do going forward. Who knows? Yeah, no, it's that's been the uh, the most amazing thing to come out of this movement is the people, man. And that's that's why the, the mainstream media's lies about us just don't stick, because anytime anyone who spends just a little bit of time in the chat or watching these shows understand uh, we're all one big happy family. Well, maybe not always happy, but we're all one big family. And we all are in this fight together because we love this country. We love uh, our fellow human me- beings, and we, we want to lift each other up. And that's, that is something that Methods, for sure, Red Pill has done. Everyone in this community does what they can to cheer each other on, lift each other up. And it's it's truly is an honor to be part of this. I mean, I, I appreciate those words. We, we definitely uh, are passionate about the fight. I'm passionate about the message, and especially when it comes to our children and grandchildren. I mean, I got I have nieces and nephews that are on my mind and grand, children and grandchildren that are on my mind constantly, and that's really what this ends up being about. It, it's funny that the mainstream media doesn't ever want to doesn't ever want to breach that topic but that's okay we'll do it for them and we'll allow everyone to kind of uh you know expand their horizons on different thoughts that people have in the world and allow them to make their own judgments that's what's that's what i love about uh this movement is uh none of us are into a group think mentality uh we all have our own minds and we all see things differently and that's what's beautiful about humanity and that's why we are in this fight we want to make sure that that individuality that we all have that that freedom of mind, freedom of thought, freedom of movement that has been constantly in the history of humankind been attempted to control anybody, whether it have been Schrodinger, whether it have been the greatest scientist of American history, Newton, whether it be Galileo, pick, pick a mind, pick a name that has mm-hmm. been outside of the box, Jesus, in history that has rocked the boat, and you will find a, a power structure that is there to control your mind, to control uh, what you perceive as reality. And this is really the foundation of an awakening that I think that this this country and this world may not be prepared for. Let me let me be honest. I don't think there are there are no doubt, no sure, uh, no, no shortage of of people who love the blissful ignorance of uh, just going through life, you know, uh, step by step. 
But what I'm concerned with and what I think John Paul has touched on very effectively is two things. Number one, the energy frequency and vibration of humankind and what that means for a society and a group as a whole. When you, when you dial that in with the, something that you've talked about, John Paul, specifically, the 10 laws that govern the un- unconscious mind in the context of how our world is controlled in front of us, what is your, how, how, do, how does one allow themselves to raise themselves above the, the fray? Because I am terrible at this, John. I yeah. cannot always stay above the fray. I get into the emotional arguments. I get irritated easily, and I, I'm, I fall into the, to their narrative. When you talk about energy, frequency, and vibration, can, what are ideas and ways that you can keep your mind and your body above that fray? Well, so if, if people, when you, when you first hear that concept, energy, frequency, and vibration, okay, you're going to go with what you can relate to first before you can conceptually understand how it actually plays out in matter. But the easiest way to look at it is simply you can take it from the level of science and the fact that just for your audience, like you have 50 trillion cells in your body. Each and every single human being has 50 trillion cells. And in each and every one of your cells is a hundred trillion or more atoms in each and every cell. That is atomic energy of a level of essence that is in existence by itself. But here's the real kicker. If you were to take all of the matter that you are and all of the space in between all of those atoms and you were to compress all of it into solid matter, you would be no thicker than the thinnest human hair. If you were to take all 7.9 billion people in the world and you were to compress their bodies down to a, a molecular level, a solid state, you would have every single human being compressed would fit into my pinky fingernail. If you were to take all of the, the matter in the world, all of, all of the earth and everything and compress it down, into its atomic structure, you would fit all of that into the Rose Bowl. So on this level, what you can do with energy, frequency, and vibration is understand that a spiritual war is being waged through your body and your mind. And when they can program your brain, your brain has four stages. It's got alpha, beta, delta, theta, brainwave states, which all vibrate at a frequency. And and have you know separation but that flicker rate on your television set is programmed at a certain frequency to hit your brain at alpha brainwave state so it goes right past your cognitive reasoning here of decisioning yes or no and goes right into your subconscious mind where it's going to incubate for the rest of its life when we're talking about the energy frequency and vibration we're talking about poison being spoken at lies sold to people as truth and the people who have been pre-programmed um they've done so under unconscious means so in other words the best way i've looked at everyone in this time is to go bigger than what the system gives me it's going what is going on is everything is playing out in people's minds first of all and what is where where do people get the idea that censorship is good because their voices have been silenced many times before, whether it be 
Well, first it happened when they were a child, more than likely, they were not allowed to express themselves honestly. And these are unconscious traumas in people. These are not like conscious traumas of like one plus one. That's why you get cognitive dissonance. What it ultimately boils down to what I have found and why I, I can help people at least in a little bit of way is this cognitive dissonance really begins in childhood. Because what the child learns is that when they are wrong and have done something that mommy and daddy doesn't like, it's always their fault. So if you have children who are being abused by their parents, whether they're humiliated, ignored, uh, beaten, sexualized, sexually abused, um, slapped, even spanked, you put fear in that kid. I, I'm, not, I'm not coming down on anybody's parenting, okay? Everybody is accountable for themselves and their children. But if you put fear in that child, that child does not have any choice other than to love you. Whereas as an adult, if somebody comes up to you and yells at you, you can fight back, you can tell them to go F off, and you can walk the other way, but the child doesn't have that choice. So what has happened is, is this, this liberalism, but it's not really liberalism, it's Satanism, sold to you as virtue, has come in and infiltrated the political system. The Bush-Cheney regime destroyed the Republican brand to fold it into the Democrat Party, for which Barack Obama in his populist movement captured a lot of conservatives and Republicans. And what happened was, is that they caught on to the game going on from Perot to Ron Paul. They saw all of it happen and they realized that they had to create false narratives and psychological conditioning from 9-11 to now to get you all in a state of fear and worry so that they could control you even further because they know your brain better than you do. Those 10 laws of the subconscious mind that govern it, people really need to study and contemplate what it means in this time because the subconscious mind controls 95% of all of your thoughts. So everything that I'm saying to you right now is coming from that place. Even though we may have conversation and I decision or you decision to ask a question, all of the manifestations of those, those words coming out of me are almost like premeditated, but I don't even choose them. Subconscious mind means that, think about this, in BLM and Antifa, real and imagined fears being treated equally as true. Racism and coronavirus being the existential threat to humanity, real and true, is treated equally. Real, not real. Imagined, perceived, if you go and buy, let, let's put it more gently, like here's, a, here's an energy frequency and vibration in your brain. You go and buy a new car, a Ford or whatever, and a, or a certain color. What do you begin to do? You start seeing that car more often than you did before. Why? Because it's in your conscious mind. It's coming up. So if I tell somebody that these cops over here are racist and we're racially motivated, I start to see that everywhere. And then my news media gives me that everywhere. And it confirms my feeling because that's what I'm seeing. That's why people can, you know, cognitive distance when we're sitting there and we have two people that are standing there looking at exactly the same thing and coming up with two totally different realities. Because the cognitive dissonance part, this is very integral, is when the child is forced to swallow their terror and their fear or their anger, they have to come up later in life through righteousness and being right. And it appeal and narcissists appeal to this because the child has been damaged and it is seeking justice 
and it's wanting revenge somewhere along the line for which it's unconscious about. And it's given, it's given total license to do so with BLM. Uh, take all the merits of BLM that you, you believe are good and then look at the net effect, which is $2 billion in property damage. And, and those people are basically saying, you don't get it. You don't get it. They're going around and telling everybody, you need to be on our side or you're against us. You're either for us or against us. You're a white person. You have privilege. Knows nothing about your lived experience. That's exactly what a racist does. A racist will come right up to you, say some stupid, ignorant shit because they don't know anything about you. And that's what we're doing. We're just reversing it. We're inverting truth and we're, we're, we're reversing reality away from itself. And, and here's how you get out of it. Um, I get out in nature. I go outside and I ground for 20 minutes. Uh, at least I try to often. Um, I leave that television set alone. I leave my social media alone. I'm not interested in going down any rabbit trails. I'm not interested in hearing about the horrible policies that this man and this psychopath uh, woman is doing. You know, I'm not interested in it because it's a show that's designed to give me fear and terror and worry. And here's the thing. This is the key, guys. Your opposition to it gives it reality. Their falseness, their falsehood. Like if they trot out AOC and you know she's a narcissist and she's going to insert her her sexual assault from the previous history, which was probably valid into, you know, reinserted into the Capitol thing when she wasn't even a part of it. You spending the time to pick that apart and to expose her and say how awful she is and this, that makes it real. You're fueling the matrix. You are giving your energy over to falsehoods that are then, here's the thing, this is how programming works for which you don't think you're a part of, that you're like, I know, I'm not programmed, no. Your opposition to that hardens your position further in opposition, and that's by design, because what they're going to do is they're going to create right-wing violence, because so many people have been disrupted and agitated and gaslit. I mean, that's the obvious stuff, but the real consequences of all the things that these people have done is a system of death that is about the commodification of human beings, which means you don't have a soul, you don't have any inalienable rights, you are in a vessel to be programmed and utilized according to what the state wants to do with you when it's time. Keep that And when thought. you're no longer of use, you're gone. Keep that so, thought right there. Pause that yeah. thought right there. Keep that thought in your mind there, Chad. Keep that thought in your mind of, of, a, of an empty vessel because this this idea of how humanity, since its inception has been controlled through trauma and fear is very important. I want to make sure that we don't skip over that, John, because Yeah. No, this that, isn't really important more yeah, than anything else. Because the way the way that that the, the the effective way that triggers the mind into allowing a subconscious thought and or allowing it to to further that thought going forward is the trauma aspect of that. And when you see that happen on a Mass scale. You can think of many events throughout history. Pick, uh, let, let's say JFK Jr. was one event that, mm-hmm. that the media and the CIA used as a trigger event for mass populations. You still see people who were affected by that event when it happened today allowing themselves to be triggered by it and be, and their realities be manipulated by that. Another example, 9-11. 
that is a massive trauma event on Americans and the world that they can use as a trigger event to allow to to allow more manipulation of your being of who your personality is of who you are as a person it allows them to 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 kind of program you in a way can you explain oh, no, the trauma and fear it, part, of, part of that don't say it's kind of programming you in a way it is designed to program you in every which way because if you just take the event of 9-11 alone and you don't take the conditioned response into it, then we don't go to war. Well, we so don't. Go, I mean, they would try, but the, the American people would be so up in arms. They'd be like, what the hell are we doing? This is a lie. This is a false. And what we're doing, Abe, this is why it's so important, is we are projecting our mothers and fathers through the television set for which they have they have created this and we have allowed them to do this to us. This is why Donald Trump, you know, I'm not here to make declarations about what Trump is or isn't, but Donald Trump for four years was the perfect boogeyman to scare the holy shit out of the the left back into the arms of pedophiles and declare everybody else who called them out domestic terrorists. That's the reality of their world. And the reason why they can get away with it is because of fear and terror, but it's also because on that television set, if they put a person in front of you that's a trusted face, like Barack Obama, if it's a trusted face to them, no matter what Barack Obama says to them, they think Barack Obama is a good man, even if they disagree with him. And that, that man lives rent-free in their head. That man, does, they have not had dinner with that man. They have not spent days with that man. They have no idea about that man. So that when Michelle Obama gets up there on C-SPAN, in the White House and has Harvey Weinstein to her right and Whoopi Goldberg behind her and she declares him her friend, my good friend Harvey Weinstein, and people can't put one and one together and see that, oh my God, they also sent her daughter to intern at his company? You mean Secret Service didn't have the what everybody in Hollywood knew for two to three decades about this man? You mean Secret Service didn't have that information? about what he was doing, that Mossad was involved in Black Cube. Ex-Mossad agents were going around and threatening people in the media. See, you, this is, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's all out there. Yep. But this television set, this TV, and this digital thing that we're in right now, and we're going to get to that, I'm sure, with the transhumanist stuff. Yep. But this is really important that people understand. We, Donald Trump was a disruption not because necessarily of who he was. He was the ugly face to the establishment that they could use to weaponize their base and turn it into an army of Satan, ultimately. And they have There's very effectively, be... sorry, they have very effectively used uh, the politics of fear and the politics of, uh, of control very effectively. Joe, when, yeah. when you think about, um, you know, uh, how how trauma is used as a control mechanism and and how uh, you know the reality that maybe our lives aren't aren't under our control as much as we think they are based on what we're put in front of us every day. I want to get back to John Paul and how yeah. the movies and entertainment and stuff use uh, their platforms as part of this as well. But Joe, what's your yeah. thoughts on this before I get to John and his thoughts on how the me- or how the, the 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 media or the movie industry uses this as well. Yeah, I mean, just absolutely spot on, John. And that's everybody in chat right now. I'm watching um, tons of great comments. Uh, everything is super spot on. 
Um, and I, I don't even know if honestly, if I can really add anything to what you guys are talking about, but I, I think the important part there is, is, you know, what you guys are trying to go to next. So why don't you go ahead and progress to the next part? Yeah. The, you know, the, the trauma thing and the way that fear is used as a society is, has affected mm-hmm. all of us and how, and mm-hmm. how that, that, um, that, uh, you know, works between all of us and, and, and how it controls us. But I don't think what people truly understand on, on at least I hope, I think a lot of our audience does, but I'm saying at the, the population as a whole is how, and the entertainment industry and the, the movie industry has been weaponized as part of this kind of way of programming you as well. Can you talk a little bit about that from yeah. your perspective of being in, in Hollywood and understanding how these things work? Right. So I spent 19 years in Los Angeles. I started there as an actor and I went into film producing about 2008, 2007. Um, Let me just say that there is a historical record that people can look into because I I never tell people like, okay, you just take what John Paul Rice says and you you go with it. You can look at, I just want to give people as a connecting point. You look at Jay Dyer, Esoteric Hollywood. um, And I think that... um, uh, people can understand that the CIA and the military have been heavily involved in Hollywood since the Laurel Canyon uh, studio days. So this goes back many decades, many families, bloodlines, all of that is real in Hollywood. There's royalty in Hollywood, but they don't let you know it. It's, it's among themselves. It's their own club. Um, what I can tell you about Hollywood in this time is that all of your entertainment um, and not just in the last four years and not just in the last 10 or even 20, but all of your entertainment has been seeded with, I mean, it, it's not even, Oliver Stone said this, or a couple of other people have talked about it. It's not even like a conspiracy. The United States, um, you know, intelligence agencies work with Hollywood to make sure that their ideas are in the scripts that they're producing on anything and everything that has to do with intelligence agencies, military, um, alien disclosure, everything, everything, guys, everything that is uh, a glimpse into reality. They want to make sure that they have their specific messaging into it. Now, does this mean that you need to be anti-military? No. What this is, is this is Paul, this is part of the greater deception at hand, which is to keep you continually thinking about your world in terms of the way that they want you to see it. And that's not because then you got to go and run to all these conspiracy theories. Like I'm not, I'm not knocking anybody. I'm not trying to start anything. I'm just saying like, that's where I, uh, they, they can leave a void where flat earth can stay out there and they'll actually use it to weaponize it because what they're actually not telling you is something totally different. So, so there's a realm that we live in. It's a spiritual realm. But but they're never they're going to give you false opposites. So it's just to contain you. I'm, I'm not saying any there isn't any validity to that, but they'll allow you to go down certain paths like they did with the Q crowd. And I'm not targeting the Q crowd. I, I watched the whole thing, but they'll use that and then they'll weaponize it, as you've seen now. Yep. And they'll and they'll and they'll they'll sow that idea and then they'll reap it later. So in Hollywood. Basically, what they're giving you, all your science fiction, like The Matrix, um, Westworld Season 1, Doctor Strange, um, all of it has disclosure in it. And all of it has predictive programming. And predictive programming is basically this, guys. Rather than, you know, it's not them, like, telling you everything that they're going to do to you. They show you what's coming, but you see it as entertainment so that by the second and third time you see it manifest in real life, 
It's you've, ex- you, you've seen it somewhere and it's familiar and you're trusting the people who are responding to the situation uh, to know what to do as they've shown you in those movies in, you know, uh, Independence Day or Transformers. Uh, and, and, and that's kind of the, I stay out of that. Like I stay out of the, the speculation, but I know that Westworld season one is probably the most important, uh, piece of art in this time that has been made in the last five years. That's telling you everything about this time where we are going through new management and the Luciferian satanic cult is the one that's taking over the theme park. And they're, they're wanting to do with the hosts on a whole new level, which is us the biological intelligence of God, uh, they want to um, destroy us, rape us, and kill us and, and pervert it. Like, and that's what is in Westworld season one. And then there's the other part of that, which is the rise of consciousness and finding your true, your true self, not the satanic one, not the new age uh, um, moral relativist, but the, but the the true awakening within to realize the the truth about all your reality around you, and what they do is they direct it into a violent revolution and insurrection versus the true awakening is the one of the peace and the dwelling and the love within yourself and the child that you were born to be so they they play very like they sow um, they sow programming concepts you got to think it in terms of concepts, not so much events um star wars the original trilogy had all the mythology in it of the light and the dark side and if you start to contemplate you know the darkness and three-dimensional matter versus the light in the fifth dimensional or the higher dimensions it it all it all works it's all it's all the the yin and the yang it's all it's all there it's all there but it's but it's not being told to you as reality they're they're talking about in a in a in a in a long time ago in a galaxy far far away or you know, in this alternative uh, science fiction world. But it's all real. It's just that the gatekeepers are allowing that to come through, but it's very, very filtered, and it's controlled in such a way that there, it's a godless world, and it's nihilistic in its desire in the final analysis. Man, I'm, I'm so glad that you kind of separated out, uh, you know, the, the different complexities involved in that, because there are a lot of people who who look at it in a, in that certain way that just is not quite right. But you're, you're the point you're trying to say, and not quite. I don't mean not quite right. I mean they don't realize how they're being manipulated. Uh, no. Let me get to the. Let me get to something here about how what what concerns me about this because mm-hmm. the, the way that this has been weaponized as part of our government is is a story that is not talked about enough. It's the 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 research that our government and governments around the world, I might add, are mm-hmm. doing on this kind of uh, this this uh, human programming, this manipulating human humanity and using uh, their psyche against them, has been researched well since probably uh, all human time, but especially during the Nazi era. The thing that mm-hmm. I wanted to show everyone out there out there is this. There's a. I want to get into how this, the future of this, right? Like, okay, we we get where we've been now. We get where we've been in the past, where three uh, mainstream media channels controlled uh, everything everybody saw. Therefore, the reality was easily manipulated. Now you have Mm -hmm. different ways of of controlling that. And Mm -hmm. the reason why I want to I want to show this video is is to is to discuss the future of of that that empty body being used by governments and by people 
to to control you. And that, that really seriously should concern every one of us. And, and realize that when you say that, you're like, what? What are you talking about? Well, for example, Dr. Charles Morgan did a, an hour-long thing from the Modern War Institute. And what this was is, is something that I would, was putting together uh, on this kind of transhumanism topic slash how you control humanity topic. Um, and this was just the perfect time to bring this out. Give me about two minutes of your time. Listen to Dr. Charles Morgan on how you can implant memories into humans ever since, well, probably... She gave him a false memory that he'd been well. sick one time eating um, deviled eggs. And here they offer him one at the picnic on film, and you get the classic disgust wrinkle, and he said, man, I got sick one time eating them. It's not a true memory. It was planted. She's done it now with uh, strawberries and ice cream, also done it with pickles, and has done it with alcohol. A uh, study last year was that if you give college students the false memory that they were terribly hungover, they had a wicked hangover from drinking too much tequila, then when they're given free-range options at the bar, uh, like a week later, they decline it at twice the rate of everybody else. They go, nah, I got sick doing that. So think about it. If you change the past, you change human behavior. We are a case-based reasoning animal. When we think about what we're going to do, we think about the last time we did something or what we heard about, or what we think it would have done. So to change human motivation, we don't have to persuade people. You can just change their memory. So to persuade people, you, or you don't have to persuade people, you can just implant memories in their minds. Yes. The ways that, that, that Hollywood especially... Uh, the ways that uh, our television uh, programming, especially, and and even down to our books and our our music, every everything we see in society today is waste is an opportunity for a nefarious actor to to change our reality. The reality that that is for me as a sovereign Marine Corps veteran tough guy. The, the fact that, that my reality can be that easily manipulated and weaponized by governments is something I've witnessed, I've gone through, mm-hmm. I've had to fight through, mm-hmm. and I've had to, I've had to uh, follow that light out of a reality that was put in front of me by people on Twitter. Yeah. And I think, I think a lot of people out there today refuse to believe that they, are, that they can be manipulated uh, uh, via everything they see. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Uh, so what what he was pointing to in that clip when he said you you change the history, right? That's what he said, right? You change history, you can change the future. Yep. Well, what does the media do? It gives you fake news, so therefore you have fake history, and then the real history doesn't get retold. It gets retold twenty years later after everybody's forgotten about it because they've been programmed with it along the way as it's like an old friend that when brought back up, look at 9-11, memorialized every year. Not that we shouldn't, but do we talk about uh, the new findings uh, behind the scenes of the firefighters and the wives and the families of the firefighters who launched a lawsuit? We don't. We don't talk about it in the mainstream what was the lawsuit about? It was about the, the fact that they had learned that it was an inside job. That came out last year. So, so this fake news 
is not something to take lightly because you've been in fake news forever and you have false history this way. And that's why you can have Marxists going to work at you day and night and you not being able to do jack shit about it in terms of stopping what these other people believe. If you watch, um, I mean, nobody watches this. I, I, I did for a while, not because I was bought into it, because I wanted to see. I watched MSNBC for like two weeks during the early days of the Democrat primary, right before they were about to rig it from Sanders again. Uh, and, and I'm not going to rehash all that I've said about Biden and how implausible it was that he even won the Democrat primary, let alone the presidency with a vice presidential candidate who didn't even make it to the ballot in Iowa. Okay, so. Anyway, <laughs> um, what, I, what I watched was, though, it was astonishing. The week before Biden won in South Carolina, won, I'm saying a rigged election, um, Bloomberg, 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 Bloomberg was kissing the ass of Al Sharpton and the black voters, according to MSNBC, were moving over to Bloomberg ahead of the South Carolina primary. If you had if you had taken all of the polls and and these are the pundits, this is Joe and Mika and all of them, and listened to their conventional wisdom with all their pundits and the people showing the numbers and the data and you know and the people and the voters on the ground and this is what they're telling us and all this shit, <laughs> and then a, and then a week later it's like oh what happened to Bloomberg? Nowhere, didn't place fourth fourth place. So. That's just a microcosm of what they do to you on the left and. Again, I know people, I'm not, I'm not making declarations of people. You ask me a question and I want to answer it with this. How do you get above it all and away from it? You have to destroy the illusion that you live in. And the only way that you can do that safely and healthy is with unconditional love for yourself as a spiritual being. That's how I found it ultimately, because the answer is not in the world. We are seeking answers in a, in a system that was designed to imprison you, and it is inhabited by narcissists. That's, that's a fact. Jeffrey Epstein was a malignant narcissist. And when I started looking at all the people in my entertainment industry, including the media, which is a part of the entertainment industry, it's all same thing, it's just different divisions. Hollywood is not separate from the media corporations. It's just a different division. It's all under the same umbrella. So... When I looked at all of this and I saw the features of this time, the crux of this time right now that I can see is narcissism, narcissism empowered with righteousness. And if you look at it on the left, you see it in BLM, you see it in Antifa. And, and I'm not talking about those people being the problem at all. They're the energetic weapon to create the contentious reality of the division, the tension to weaponize people's minds where white people and black people are afraid to open their mouths to each other because they have preconceived notions about what the other one is really thinking, even though they don't, you know, like if I don't wear a mask here in the Southeast, I must be wanting to kill black people because that's what they were saying here in Georgia. When Kemp lifted the, uh, the mask mandate, you know, or, or said, I'm not going to do a mask mandate. There was a trend on, you know, led by Stacey Abrams and all her wonderful people. Kemp kills. White people kill black people because they want us to die because of coronavirus. And what black people need to do, and I'm not a white liberal coming at you like Malcolm X talked about. All I'm telling you is this, folks. Systematic race, systemic racism exists because of the CIA. Systemic racism was given to you when you won your right in your civil rights which was a, a false operation to begin with. 
And once you got lulled, once again, they killed all your leaders off and they started pumping the drugs into the inner cities. And when they got to your fathers and they took your fathers away and could do the war on drugs to incarcerate your father while the CIA was making hand over fist in mounds of cocaine in Latin America and our narcos were totally in on it, they were making the African-American community from which 1925, two thirds of those families were together with a mother and father and had a higher per capita income than they do today in the midst of the 1920s. And because why? They had trade skills. They had, because of slavery, this is not in any which way to, you know, give it, well, it could have turned out okay. No, as an effect of the hard labor and the slavery and the abuse and the horrors of it, they developed abilities to farm, do leather work, work with uh, steel, blacksmiths. And today, that opportunity is gone. When you break up the family, every one of those children, every one of those children without a father is three times more likely to go into crime, drop out of high school. Then you've got the government there to give them the welfare program to keep that crap going instead of real education and empowerment. And then what they do, the, the total perversion of it is Hollywood does its job. It gives them gangster rap. It hypersexualized materialist culture. Because now nihilism is on its way. They have gone into all the urban centers, turned everybody away from God. People are killing each other in Chicago. Now we're going to do a crime bill. So, yeah. I mean, I hope they wake. I, I know they've already begun to wake up. The, the refugees are coming over to the Republicans or the conservatives or the Trump people. But, but like, we've got so many fucked up problems. And I'm sorry to use that language, but it really is true. It's that bad. the only way that you can find sanity is to create your own space within you, that it begins with love and peace. If you have malice in your heart, you need to find a way to clean that shit out of you because they're going to pull you in every single direction that they can to pull you into their shit. Because what they want more than anything else Think about it this way, folks. It's a real easy equation. One-tenth of one percent made trillions of dollars last year as the economy went to shit, as eight million people slipped into poverty, as more people, more suicides, more alcoholism, more binge drinking, more obesity, more child abuse, more domestic violence, more more anxiety, depression, Health out the window. Where were the doctors on television telling every American, 330 million Americans to take vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, get good sleep, exercise. That'll boost your immune system. What did they do? They did everything to weaken you, to make you sicker, to actually do anti-science. And if anybody has any questions about it, go to the New York Times and look at Bill Gates and Jeffrey Epstein. It's not just a picture at a cocktail party, folks. These guys had years-long relationship post-conviction in 2008 after Epstein had already been tried and convicted as a registered pedophile sex offender, human trafficker, and paid out millions of dollars to the victims. This billionaire asshole, Bill Gates, who had his choice to work with anybody he could in the entire world, continued to have a relationship with this man. And you're taking your health advice from him and Fauci. They are, they are, let me just tell you what Bill Gates is, is a serial killer with a Messiah complex. Uh, That's the easiest way to understand him. He is a serial killer with a Messiah complex. 
the most dangerous kind. I like to punch him in the face. Absolutely, dude. I that is fire, dude. And and the the reason why that's all fire is because everything you just said speaks of government control. This is this is why I am concerned with the direction of our country. You can you can be a a local detective and knock on my door and ask me some questions. I will ask you the question. Are you concerned with how government's overreach is affecting every part of our lives right now? When you look at how the CIA and our government has weaponized drugs and guns in inner cities in 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 mm-hmm. uh, in our inner cities in the black communities yeah. that should be obvious to anybody irregardless of political persuasion the goal that we are all trying to do in this patriot community is end that left right paradigm that you've talked about in the past you you yeah. brought that up very importantly with regards to all of this that is very important when you think about the big picture of all of these of the government overreach and how they are manipulating you many people can say you know what I just watch the movies. I don't pay attention to the symbolism. I just listen to the music. I don't. I don't actually think uh, all black women are bitches and hoes and, and prostitutes. Of course not. They they no. they 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 compartmentalized all of this stuff. Yeah. But what they don't realize is how the, all of these things that they are seeing are still manipulating them to divide them to make them different from me or you or anyone else. It's the basis of the division tactic in using fear and violence and control to push that left-right paradigm. Yes. The, the hypersexualized materialist culture for which I'm just going to tell you I was in. So I'm not like sitting here saying like it's some moral, you know, pious individual. Um, I went to strip clubs. I went out with some of those girls. Um, and what I can tell you when I started looking into all of this and seeing some A-listers show up at the, uh, the clubs I went to uh, in LA, I realized that what most of us are, are kind of like running around from is that this is who these people are. So, so in other words, like everything that they've given you, every position they've given you is the best that they can ever give you. Like, it, like it's never going to get any better than this because this is who they are. That when, when, when I tell people like, I say this in a very polite way, but it's, it's like that energy, frequency, and vibration concept. You have to contemplate it across all dimensions, your water, your food, your, your environment, all, all of these things that are poisoned or have harmful, you know, uh, bad policy at minimum that is causing uh, irreparable damage in some cases. Okay, it's this. What these people do to children, they do to each and every single one of us. And, and they do so in clever and creative ways that thrill them because they're psychopaths. They don't think like you and I do. They don't have the same concept and construct of reality. What they see you as is too stupid to figure out that they're fucking with you. And, and like when they called all of you domestic terrorists, they, the people in D.C. and my industry hate the American patriot. What, for what reason? I mean, I could go into it. It doesn't really matter, but... But the thing is this, this left-right paradigm thing that you're talking about, what I want you all to think about is you can go back 100 years and you know who created Superman? Liberals. Liberals created Superman. Truth, justice in the American way. Superman, liberals. Today, that's impossible. And the reason why it's impossible is because the psychological programming and conditioning has taken them away from freedom-loving liberals to uh, communist 
Marxists, essentially, totalitarian, authoritarian, you know, state type people, one world government, globalist people, unaware of that fact. Remember, if you were in their situation, this is the crazy part, folks. I was once there. So I know not everything that they're thinking and feeling, but I know how I felt in relation to Romney and Paul Ryan and George Bush and Dick Cheney and Paul Wolfowitz and, and Condoleezza Rice and Colin Powell and watching the charade of the Iraq war. See, again, you got, in one way, the conservatives, this actually to me is the only saving grace uh, of this time is the fact that you got fucked with the Bush era and you got screwed over Obama. Mm -hmm. So you had two chunks of time, like 16 years to go. This is effed. Yep. Right. That's exactly and the liberals happened. didn't have that. They didn't have that. I'm not, I'm not saying it doesn't make them okay, but if you're going to have some kind of mercy on the fact that these people don't realize what they're doing, um, it's because of that. They have not, it's what, it's actually what socialist Chris Hedges said, although I'm not interested in what he has to say today, but he said this 11, 12 years ago. He said, when liberals finally wake up and realize that their democracy is fiction, they will actually begin to take steps to do something about it rather than to espouse the, the, the virtue of language or some kind of like basically that they were, they were just, they, they were basically, the joke was on them. The virtue Because all their hollow the protests and everything else was total fiction. It had nothing to do with what they were protesting. I love that. And they concept. did not, and they didn't learn that when Hillary Clinton said in WikiLeaks that she has a public position and a private position, they thought that was just her. They didn't think that that was all of them. So when they tell you about the Green New Deal, even if you want a clean environment, even if you believe in all the tenets of renewables, guess what? If you take the Green New Deal for what it actually is and price it out, you can't get there in 15 years and you have to kill millions of trees, which kill oxygen, creating trees. Also that you can put a bunch of windmills and solar panels, which are highly radioactive, by the way, that nobody <laughs> talks about. And in 20 years, will degrade and have to be replaced, but can't be put in a landfill. And we haven't figured out how to destroy that material, or at least they haven't allowed us to learn how to destroy that material and replenish it. And then windmills, how much concrete? I mean, we don't even have enough cement mixers today as it exists to even begin to build to scale what they need to do in order to prevent the catastrophe that they want. And yet at the same time, that's all a fucking distraction because the reality is, is that it's a consolidation of control into three companies who own all the patents of the green technology yep. who are in business One, with the government. One big Ponzi scheme, our taxpayer dollars straight into corporations. I see Joe unmuted wanting to hop in here. Go yeah. ahead, Joe. No, but, I, 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 I didn't want to interrupt, uh, but there's so many things that come to mind when you guys are sitting there discussing, obviously, um, talking about how emotionally unstable people are basically easier to control. Uh, so, you know, they want you divided, right? They want you divided by race. They want you divided by class. They want you divided by religion, political affiliation. They just want you divided any way possible. Um, obviously that that's what the whole key to it. And then the other thing is obviously they don't, um, they don't even really, they, they're almost, how can I explain this? Like 
they say something and then the next day they see it in mainstream media. So they're almost, they, they, they're living it as a reality. Right. But we all know they're lying. Um, so that's the other part that I think is super frustrating. Yes. Well, uh, this one thing about the, and you make a very good point about the frustration is like, who do I trust? And you really can't. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, at this point to me, I always saw it this way. Trump was the last guy, uh, who, you know, there was no more juice left in the system to resurrect a candidate that could, you know, take down the deep state and do all the things that we, we I mean, I look at it this way, and I, and I say this to like the people out there who like go after QAnon or Q people, uh, even people who are, uh, okay, let me just be very clear about it. I didn't know, and I don't know, and I, I, I hold out hope for certain things, but let me just tell you what that means. That means that everybody who followed that wanted these satanic monsters to go down and you gaslighting them and kicking them in the ass because it didn't become true and say, well, you sat by the wayside. They just rigged an election and stole it in your faces on live television. And you think that those people who are following Q could have done jack shit to stop that? (laughs) I mean, I'm just saying it's like. Let me ask you. I don't this, care if it was a psyop or not. I'm yeah. saying that the information is there. We're here now, and we're literally watching another reality unfold in front of us. And we've, and you're asking the question that's like, what the hell do I do? Well, I would tell you this: don't be a participant watching the theater, and and because you're going to get sucked in. They're going to find they're going to find another angle for you to get sucked in. And here's the thing: you can vote, you can you can tweet, you can support the candidates you love. Go for it. I, I'm like, fight every which way. But here's the thing. You've got you've to learn to unplug so that you can live your life outside of it and attack it at a different level. Everybody can level up during this time. Everybody. I had to do it because from 2016, with watching Bernie Sanders get the shit rigged out of him. I mean, he won that. I, I'm just going to tell you. Uh, so just briefly... Uh, I was a data analyst and a project manager in IT for a financial institution for 12, 13 years. Um, pretty successful on certain things, other things. Okay, fine. But one of the things that I did have was analytic mind. And I, and I started going, if this is true, how can this be true? If this is true, how can this be true? And I saw how they were rigging. And I hired a programmer <laughs> and, a, and, a, and a guy who did all the coding. Everything they did to Trump, they did to Sanders in 2016. Everything. Sanders won by 70% of the vote in every state, including New York. And I'll give you one connecting point I've told everybody. Go to Wikipedia and look at the 2008 New York primary between Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama and just look at the vote count and look at the percentages of the vote share, 57 to 38. And he won one county in New York in 2008. You go over to 2016 and you look at Bernie Sanders. He won 80% of the state of New York drove turnout higher than Barack Obama by a measure of 45 to 245% per county over 2008. And he still lost by the same amount of votes and the same percentage to Hillary Clinton. What does that sound familiar? So (laughs) yeah, that's why Biden can have fewer counties than Obama did and, and, and throw up 13 million more votes. Okay. So we know all of that. So what do you do about it? Well, to me, I, I lost my sense of reality. Reality, a whole blew through my reality in 2016 when Sanders conceded 
and Donald Trump won because I was brainwashed into believing that Trump was Hitler and a Nazi. I didn't see the whole picture yet. Even though I had seen what they had done to Sanders and lied about him, I totally believed all the lies about Trump because Bernie said that Trump was a racist and a bigot and a xenophobe, and I trusted Bernie. That's how I was able to look back on all this time and see how I was played so easily and not realizing the mass deception that was going on. So my disruption during that time caused me to have a meltdown and think that, oh, my God, um, I need to find out what happened. How did we get Trump? And that's when I got into going to the Federal Reserve, World War II, World War, uh, World War I, World War II, the, the uh, Rockefellers, the pharmaceutical industry, the rise of the, the war industrial, you know, the, the military industrial complex, all the, all the stuff, all the conspiracy, right? All the real history. Yeah. And then I realized why we're here because of collective consciousness has risen to the point yep. where we were in a pre-revolutionary period in 2014 heading into 2015. Yep. That's why you have the rise of Sanders and the rise of Trump outside of the establishment. And they tried to do everything they desperately could. Why? Because they were losing. They peaked in 2008. They peaked in 2008. Hillary Clinton didn't win the popular vote against Donald Trump. She lost by at least 10 million votes in 2016. And Joe Biden lost by a bigger landslide this year, this last year. So what does that mean going forward? Community. If you're waiting on a savior to come in and fix the system, a system that was never made for you and me, forget it. I'm not talking about what the founders believed, but I'm talking about where you have to go. You have to live. If, you, if you're a constitutionalist, if you're a patriot, you've got to live that in your heart. You create that with your family. You create that with your community. You get, you get involved with your local sheriff. You get to know those people. You get to know the people in your city council or the people making decisions about your local municipality. Because even if, like, I, I just look at it this way, it's like it's worth your time to investigate, to see who you're dealing with, so that when this shit comes to your town, these people are well aware of how to stop it, or at least you have enough time to vote people in who can. Because this is, this is the thing, folks. These people are ruthless. They do not, let me, let me put it another way. And I, I don't mean to say this, that all hope is lost because it's not. I don't know what's going to happen. I, I have a lot of people I talk to. There's a lot of things on the table. Who knows when, how, I don't know. But all I know is this. The way these people operate in DC is they will take care of it. Like they will get rid of it now and they will take care of it later. They'll deal with it later. Meaning, they can declare you all domestic terrorists now in the face of facts, 75, 80 million plus, plus the anti-globalists all over the world, and they'll deal with it later. That's how psychopaths and sociopaths deal with it. They don't give a shit. They don't give a shit. Like that's what Carlin said. They don't give a shit about you. They're not like worried about what you're going to do. They're just, they just need to know where they need to point their message and their operations to create the conditions that move everything, the needle forward. That's why, like I tell people, look at it this way, okay? Me Too, Harvey Weinstein, Jeffrey Epstein, Ghislaine Maxwell, three years since Me Too and all of the disclosures outside of Q alone, outside of it. And what do they have the gall to do? One month after Maxwell, my industry, the media industry, 
They make 15,000 films a year. They're tabling other films for this year and 2022. What do they give you? One month after Maxwell's arrest, cuties. And what do they do? They make you debate it. Yeah, shoving it in our face and forcing us to live in their reality. First telling you it's not as bad as you think it is because of that poster. Not as bad as you think it is because of the clips that have leaked online. It's a it's a 35-year-old woman of color. It's bold. It's feminist. She's trying to tell a story about the conservative traditional home and the liberal world. And, and it's, oh, but it is all about it. We wanted it to be about sexualization of children, such to the point that we hired a director of photography who made choices on lenses and shot selections and edits in the editing bay that put in five musical numbers between three and five minutes long and reserve shots that are used for movies like erotica titles like Showgirls and Dancing at the Blue Iguana to tell this empowering feminist story of these 11-year-old girls. Shoving it down our throats, you know, and forcing us to live in that reality. And they call every single one of you that has a problem. You can go on there. Why does the right have a problem? Or why is the right obsessed with pedophilia? They're going to call every single one of you a right-wing conspiracy theorist because it keeps the base completely programmed and entrenched and looking at you as though you're nuts. And the truth of the matter, guys, is that if you're looking for an outside answer, it's going to take massive events, mass events, mass events. Like Epstein's arrest was a mass event that said conspiracy no more. Those are, these are psychological shifts. The only thing that I see going on right now, if you want to have any hope, is the fact that every single thing that these people advance, because it's so unpopular, it was already unpopular six years or four years ago, because they like all the policies that the people that were there in power four years ago gave you Trump. Okay, and now they're going to give you the same shitty policy right back in your face, only they're accelerating it at a certain level because they're running out of time to get it off. Yep. And they may not get it. They may not get it. But the point being is that that doesn't mean because they're not going to get there that they aren't going to try. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that we, we, should, we should stop fighting trying to stop them. It, um, I really love this, and I want to keep going on this. But yeah. I want to ask you something, and I was going to save this for, for a Q&A time, but this guy, we can fit this in right now. And then I want to mm-hmm. shift gears back into the, the future of how they're going to use our society and the technocracy that we now live in. Uh, for control, I want to get to that here momentarily. Yeah. But first, I want to ask you a quick question since, since we since we kind of brought up Q. Um, do you think? Let me ask you this question flat out, and I'll just give you the floor if you can give it like you know two or three minutes, and then we'll move yeah, on. I will. Yeah. Uh, did Q Team use the pedal slash cult uh, satanic cult disclosure ideas and the way that they presented it in post? Did they use it effectively to wake people up, or did it end up being a another version of a fear trigger that uh, became uh, a programming module instead of uh, allowing disclosure. Do you see where I'm going with that? No. I mean, can you clarify? I I do want to understand what you're saying, but can you clarify specifically like how it was? So uh, there is a lot of trauma, a lot of sexual trauma in our community um, and and really in the world and just in general. The right. way that uh, the Q team presented the pedal cult, tra- uh, the pedal cult uh, reality of the of what's behind the global cabal, mm-hmm. I I feel like they that 
that it ended up being a fear tactic that used as a trigger mechanism for people that then allowed oh. them to be manipulated in a, in a negative way yes. instead of allowing the, that truth to just permeate and then move on from that. Does, does that make sense? Yes, yes. So, um, yes. What, if you look at the psychological effect of this time, now, I, that doesn't mean it was planned, but typically this is what they do. Um, Donald Trump disrupts, is a shock, right? Disruption. Psychologically, disruption. Not just left, right, but disruption. And then you have uh, the disclosure of all of these crimes, which awakens people's trauma. Truly, unconscious trauma. Um, you know, I I'm, I'm only can speak for myself, but um, my, my turning point happened in 2019. And in, in terms of, uh, I want to say, I don't like to use the word awakening, but it was a spiritual experience that hasn't abated. Um, and it was brought about through meditation and prayer and being in nature and um, feeling a connection in my heart of the divine. But, but the, 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 the truth be told is that I contemplated learning about human trafficking and pursuing this as an artist. I didn't realize what I was going to encounter inside of myself. And so um, looking into this reactivated my own childhood trauma. Um, it, it, it forced me to look at it. I, I, fa- I, I literally spent two years and I have friends of mine who endured two to three hour conversations when I was learning about all this shit and contemplating it. Um, I I went two years thinking about the horrors of the world and on and off and, um, and having hope. And then I came back to myself and I had to deal with me and I had to deal with my loneliness and my trauma from being abused as a child by my mother and father. And so that for which you said if I didn't have the utility that I do today to be able to stare that down and look at the horror of it and love myself, I would be sucked into all this because the truth of the matter is, is what, when you combine that disclosure with what they did during COVID-19, and I, I'll just tell you the lockdowns were the key because the moment that you have fear and worry about something that is real outside of yourself. So first you have the virus, which is death. It's mass mortality for a 99% survival rate, but mass mortality in the head. And so everybody, you know, a building, two buildings going down on 9-11 is very different than a pandemic globally that can kill. And so you could be next. And then you have, then you have all of this trauma from the abuse and what is, what is abuse? Well, I can tell you from my own lived experience, there is no future because you're scared out of the present. You, you, you can be scared out of the present. You can live terrified and not know that you're terrified in the present. But you have worry or fear about the future and worry about the past or one and the other. It's, it, it, it's, it's, it's a place of hell where you live. And Indeed. so when they awaken all of this and they do all of this, this is complete, in my view, this is completely um, provoked 
and known that they're going to do these certain things. Now, whether or not that was Q by itself, but it, but you definitely have to have a conclusion to this because uh, those who are awakening and learning that these people are doing this, not everybody's going to respond the same way. Perfect pivot. See. That's exactly where I wanted you to go with it. It's a perfect pivot because uh, those of us that were forced to deal with, with child sexual trauma by researching the realities of what these people are, are, and we're not saying every single Democrat is a fucking pedophile cultist, all right? right. So those of you yeah. out there that are trying to write that bullshit, kiss my ass, Will Summers. I'm talking about the, the ultra elite, and maybe not every single one of them either, okay? The existence of it, not the generalization that everybody is it, Will Summers. Right. I want to make sure I clarify that because they, they pull that bullshit every time and it's, it, it distracts from the reality of the discussion that it is right. real and that, that's purposeful. But anyways, right. I'm, I, I, we can have an hour long discussion on the topic of was Q effective with the pedal cult disclosure. I, I want to move on from there though because yeah. it's, um, we were, we, we already have 45 minutes left and I still want to get into a big discussion. About uh, transhumanism. So let me pivot yeah. here a little bit. Yeah. Let me give Joe. Joe, can I give you just about, um, can you do it under eight? Can you do it under eight minutes for a quick rapid fire? Yeah, no problem. Uh, yeah, if, if you want me to shoot off a few things, I definitely got a couple interesting articles that I'd like to cover. Right. You want me to do that right now? Yeah, stand by. If you could do that, then we're going to do a quick word from the advertisers. And in the bottom half of the hour, we're going to finish up with um, talking about the future of control and tr and how they will use trauma and or will they even need to use trauma to control you joel let me see if i can fit in a quick transition here hold on Joe, give me a rapid fire. What do you see out there that's happening in the news today? And is there anything like really trending right now? Um, you know, there's there's nothing really trending per se. There's definitely some interesting things going at, uh, going on out there. If you want to shoot me the share screen, I'll share a couple of articles with you. <laughs> Good to go. Good to go. Thanks, right. buddy. Appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, the first one I got for you is the Australian Parliament actually passes media reforms after last-ditch changes. I don't know if you guys have been following the story in Australia, but it's been somewhat interesting. Uh, Australia's Parliament passed a law on Thursday to make Alphabet uh, Inc., Google, and Facebook Inc. pay media companies for content on their platforms in reforms that countries such as Britain and Canada are looking to replicate. Uh, what does that sound like to you guys? <laughs> yeah, well, that that whole discussion about what's going on with Australia and their government allowing censorship is, uh, I mean, it, I guess it shouldn't surprise us. I just had hoped that their leadership were gonna were gonna stand strong against that, and it appears they're not. They're just caving to it. Exactly. Yeah. It's I don't know what where the where this ends, but. Um, that's why what we're doing here today and, and what Foxhole and other people are doing is so important, I think, for the future. And as more, more of what they do, it's just going to create more free, free speech refugees. Um, so, yep. Good point. Go ahead. Yep. Joe. 
So next uh, article I had for you is actually a Bloomberg one, so don't shoot me. Uh, but South Africa has found about 4,000 COVID-19 reinfections. So we've been talking about that fear narrative, and, uh, of course, it's got to come out of South Africa because I've not heard any other reports in regard to reinfections. Um, so, of course, it's out of South Africa. Of course, you know, 4,000 is a good enough number to make it worth fear, right? They're, they're pushing that, uh, that, that reborn COVID thing again. They want, if they want to have that on the burner in case something in 2022 needs to be manipulated again in terms of elections. So I fully expect a uh, round two COVID in our future, yeah. and that really scares me as far as the way people reacted this time, John. Yeah, I, I mean – it's it's going to be. I don't know what we're going to do. Um, you know, who knows what the spring and summer will give us? But by fall, they're going to bring all this back. You know, and flu, of course, will be gone. And by then, no one will have any memory of what happened the year before. Yeah. Um, they, they, you know, the, the thing that I would you you kind of highlighted this um, during Donald Trump's presidency. What was interesting is I saw the media over four years recycle you know, the same kind of tropes, the 25th Amendment, you know, his mental instability after, you know, two previous months egging him on to go to war. So, um, you know, that this is what they do. They're, they're, they're going and giving, you know, these stories out to their base to just create more fear as they get absorbed in. The new strand of COVID, the super COVID. Yep. Uh, they don't, they just, it's, it's super COVID. So shit, I mean, it's got to be worse, right? They it's don't gonna, tell they're going to keep pushing it too. You know, yeah. they will. I, I saw yep. Kashugi was in the news today as well, Joe. What, what, what was this about? Yeah, so uh, a new public report uh, to blame Saudi crown prince for the 2018 killing of Jamal Khashoggi. The release will mark a new chapter in U.S.-Saudi relations and a clear break from Trump's policy of equivocating about the Saudi state role in the brutal murder. Basically, uh, Mohammed, bin Sal- Mohammed bin Salman tried to uh, to uh, use this event to uh, put a... Put a uh, a breach between President Trump and the Saudi administration. That is what tried to happen here, and that's why you're seeing more come out about this and being spun. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I don't know about Jamal. I thought he was also one of their assets. Uh, Yeah. I don't think he was just some virtuous, uh, you know, reporter like they made him out to oh, be. big ties a mother muslim brotherhood a big time player in the arab world in general and they, you know yeah. they might, you know they make him out to be a journalist is laughable go ahead john well, saudi arabia is also very important uh for multiple reasons but we've seen a lot of stuff go on there as well with um you know their state uh and everything going on so i just thought that was kind of interesting that that has been brought back up in the news cycle uh and obviously because i live in chicago i have to talk about madigan uh, so Madigan's handpicked successor resigns after three days over alleged questionable conduct. So uh, don't have to read too much into this. We all know what Madigan's mafia is up to. Keep them coming. Yep. All they keep doing is reinstalling uh, the same puppets. Keep year coming. Year. That's all right. Let them all fall one by one like the domino of destruction that they are. Absolutely. Absolutely. So just one more quick one, guys. I wanted to, I wanted to touch on, uh, Oh, nope. That's it. That's all I got. Those are the ones I had for you. 
Sweet, good shit, good shit. Uh, quick message from our sponsor here, guys. RiseAttireUSA.com is our exclusive show sponsor. They have great gear. They have great stuff. Go check them out when you guys get time. Uh, put in a discount code ABEWAVE, A-B-E-W-A-V-E. Check out the, the Foxhole gear as well as the exclusive uh, methods and red pill gear on here. Don't forget the Clown World face masks are for FBI only. The censored ones are for guys like us, so check that out. Um, that there's the foxhole gear right there, and also a bunch of other awesome gear. Like I said, red pill and methods and other stuff. Check those guys out, man. Drop them a line. Say, hey, Abe sent you. Put on, put in discount code Abe Wave, and you will get a ten percent discount at checkout. And you can. It's more about kind of helping. You know, you help me, I help you, you help them. It's that it's that mega commerce thing that uh, that Dilly kind of started that I really want to keep pushing. So I really appreciate you guys all out there. I, I, I've been hearing that you guys have been hitting them up pretty strong lately. So thank you for that. Thank you very much. We'll uh, we'll hook up hook up back up back up with them with the advertisement tomorrow. For today though, I want to get back to John Paul Rice and this discussion because we are up against the clock already. And trust me, this is going to go. This last <laughs> twenty minutes, half hour is going to go flying. Bye. I want to start with this. Yeah. I want to start with this article that uh, I, I mentioned this uh, with you guys, uh, I think about a week ago or so. And after I knew I was going to have John on, I, w- I started to kind of get some ideas in my mind of what I wanted to talk about with him. And it was this general discussion about control, how Hollywood has been involved in it. And now what goes into the future with regards to control? We see all of these kind of uh, rather scary things about uh, basically living our lives in a Terminator society where robots and AI controls us. Um, I don't think people really get the, the, the lack of ethics that are involved with artificial intelligence, with the way that they are going to manipulate the human genome and as well as just... Are we going to be droids in the future? Transhumanism is the new religion of technocracy. If you don't agree that we are in a technocracy right now, I would tell, I would say go talk to Bill Gates and uh, Jeff Bezos and the rest of them and ask them where they are going for the future of smart cities as well as 5G and the rest. Is 5G a direct threat to humanity? No, but it can be used and it probably will be used to manipulate you when you don't even realize in the future. This is why this is a little bit scary. Transhumanism is a metaphysical belief system that immortality can be achieved by applying advanced science to the human condition. It's based on scientism as is technocracy. The technocracy utopia would ostensibly be populated by transhumans. In a recent Wall Street Journal essay, looking forward to the end of humanity, Adam Kirsch posits a technological push impelled by the global coronavirus pandemic that would abolish death. Eternal life through advanced technology seems like a pipe dream for a society that, until recently, had a trouble manufacturing enough masks to save doctors and nurses' lives. Yet, COVID-19 may turn out to be the kind of crisis needed to turbocharge efforts to create what it advocates what its advocates call a transhuman future. With our biological fragility more obvious than ever, many people will be ready to embrace the message of a the transhumanist declaration, an eight-point program in our faces telling us what they want to do, first issued in 1998. Quote, We envision the possibility of broadening human potential by overcoming petty things such as aging, cognitive shortcomings, involuntary suffering, and our confinement to planet Earth. 
couple more paragraphs here. There is an abundance of well-respected thinkers who believe this is possible, including Google Ventures founder Bill Maris, cited in the article, Yavu Noah Hariri, and his homo deuce uh, uh, sets the tone early by declaring they're telling us what they want to do. Listen carefully. It's the 21st century. Humans are likely to make a serious bid for immortality. Humans always die due to some technical glitch. Nothing metaphysical about it. It's just technical problems. Then, of course, no discussion. Uh, no discussion. Uh, techno utopianism would be complete without Ray Kurzweil, uh, who posits a technological singularity, which would provide for a personalized and totally controlled universe for every human. Yes, one where they would be in complete control to experience whatever they desired for all eternity. Once we all upload our consciousness into the cloud. The Wall Street Journal piece hits on the same thing today. Cognitive scientists often compare the brain to hardware and the mind to the software that runs on it. But a software program is just information. It's And in principles, there's no reason why information of consciousness can be encoded into, into neurons. The Human Connectome Project, launched in 2009 by the National Institute of Health, describes it itself as, quote, an ambitious effort to map the neural pathways that underlie human brain function. If those pathways could be completely mapped and translated into digital zeros and ones, well, the data could be uploaded to a computer where it could survive indefinitely. Does any of this sound like heaven to you? Paradise to you? Valhalla? That's not surprising because scientism, as a distinct from exploration and discovery using the scientific method, has ushered in a new era of material reductionism so that religion, spirituality, and other non-material aspects of reality that cannot be quantified have been stripped from relevance and meaning in our brave new world. This is where they are going with this. They are telling us everywhere you look, all you have to do is look, and they will tell you, what they see for our future of transhumanism. John, what is transhumanism in a technocracy? <laughs> well, transhumanism in a technocracy is uh, anti-human satanic program. It is, if you look into Jeffrey Epstein, and I, I just use this as a connecting point because it's out there. He was involved with the top transhumanist people over decades. MIT, Silicon Valley, the the Ivy League, um, the top minds, uh, transhumanist agenda. He was obsessed with it, and then he's nothing. I, I don't think he's the he's not the mastermind. But um, what we're talking about is uh, dehumanizing, de uh, taking, uh, deculturing people first. That's the first step. That's what they're doing right now. They're deculturing us, and they're um, creating uh through this gender neutral crap that they're doing and it's crap because it has nothing to do with the protection of rights of people what they're doing is they're using that as the weapon to advance the transhumanist agenda and what they're doing just in one dimension of it is they're changing things like breast milk to chest milk maternity ward to 
you know, whatever the, the, to get as vanilla and general as possible. Why? Because those identities, those communicative, they're all being put out by the medical community and they will be adopted and eventually they'll be integrated into the paperwork and they'll be integrated into the prescriptions and everything else. And the transhumanist agenda, to be very clear, coming from Hollywood is this. Um, your children are to be uh, programmed. So, so everything that they, <laughs> this is the inversion. What you have to look at is the, inver- the inverted truth of Satan. So Satan is telling you basically that your child, um, you know, should, should not be bound by society's, um, you know, uh, labels, even though it's biology, right? So it's, it's transferring from the reality of where that identity comes from and puts it on society and it's and it's a patriarchal construct or some you know white male or whatever the bullshit is they just they just the word salad but it emotionally and weaponizes that language and so it creates a protected class of individual for which if you make any criticisms of it you're actually uh transphobic you're you're um you're a bigot you're a racist whatever it is and then automatically they have now conditioned the masses to, to through their compassion and their empathy for this particular class. But what they're doing is while you all are fighting this war and saying, I don't want transgender bathrooms and I don't want this, none of that matters. Because what they're doing is they're moving the concept forward where I can declare what I am irregardless of facts. And because how I feel, because I feel this way, you see, this is the beginning. I feel this way, therefore it is true. That's a narcissist. That's a narcissist program. I feel this way, therefore it is true, regardless of facts. But now what you're doing more importantly is you are creating the, the seed. You have planted the seed for moral relativism and spirituality and new age. And that's the direction they're going to take this. They're going to take it down the line of cults with new age. And here's the thing, Christians, Pay attention. You have to get your game up because you have to start embracing the real science, not the bullshit science, but the real science of energy, frequency, and vibration. The Sophigo frequencies are there in the Bible. These are healing frequencies. These are frequencies that resonate with your cellular structure. They can break all bits of cancer up. They can cure all sorts of diseases that modern medicines can't even touch. So, understand that what's out there in the new age and look at look at huffington post they're going to do it to you they're already doing it to you they're trying to keep the christians that read the huffington post away from yoga and i'm not sitting here making cases for or against but i just want you to understand they have taken spirituality out of the church they've weaponized it with marxism where you have churches christian churches that are totally pro-transhumanist agenda, not aware of that fact, out of their compassion, and they're taking the abortion position as healthcare. That's going on right now. And that's not going to stop because this is how people feel. And once they've been given license to feel that way, this is where the do as thou wilt comes in. Because the transhumanist agenda basically says, well, you're not anything special outside, you know, in other words, God, spirituality, all of that. It's like what you said. These are non-materialist things. They don't, they, they can't be quantified, right? It can't be, a belief in someone can't be quantified. It can't be commodified is what they're talking about. And so what they're going to do at every step of the way is you're going to become an empty vessel for them. 
to children, starting with your children. This first iteration with transhumanists and trans drag kids, same thing. It's to, to distort and pervert the reality of the God child that you are born as, the, the divine child that you're born as. It is to pervert that creation. And in the satanic Luciferian mind, it's to free and liberate you away from that divinity. Because the whole thing about this satanic agenda in transhumanism is just like your phone. Your phone, when you got your phone years ago, you didn't buy that phone because it was a tracking device. You didn't buy that phone because it was looking at every GPS position that you were going to and figuring out all the clicks and putting AI on all of your social media to find out your behavioral patterns and study you and create an algorithm that could condition you emotionally and mentally without you knowing it and program your subconscious mind with all of this shit, even as you were uh, adverse to it. See, the thing is, is that what they're doing is with AI, they want to come in and turn off that's why DARPA with Obama was so important. It had nothing to do with him. It's what DARPA, the people running DARPA are doing. And what they want to do is that little three-pound piece of matter in between your head, in between your ears, they want to get in there and understand it. And the reason why they want to understand it, because the truth be told, folks, this is a quantum computing machine, and it's open to multidimensional portals in the spiritual realms. We are spirit in matter. We are we we can do the prayer, we can do the meditation, but we have to create in matter. That's what we're here to do. And I'll give you just one simple thing of what I'm talking about. The love that you have for yourself inside, that child that you were born as, the one that you were not allowed to be as a child, the one that was silenced, the one from which you could not fight back or express your true feelings. What they want to do to that child is silence it and make you cut yourself. They want you to make your own incisions. That's what a psychopath is going to do to you. Psychopath is going to prove you wrong. He's going to prove himself right. That you are as dumb and as stupid and as immoral and as satanic and as driven and as ruthless as they are because the psychopath needs you to be at each other's necks in order to get away with it. The psychopath believes that humanity will turn on itself rather than turn to its true self. The world as it's given to you guys, think about it this way. Every pleasure and indulgence that the world offers you, pornography, to which 96% of all Americans have a cell phone connected to the internet and can get it on their phone today on demand. Okay, that's 50 to 60 million people that are currently admitting to consuming that in this country. They put in stepfathers with young girls. They put in the, the role playing of the stepdaughter with the dad who's not really the biological dad, but they can have sex even though mom, that's all out there. That's free. Mm -hmm. That's free on every site. So they have summoned and awakened this. What they did with cuties was nothing. Yep. They basically sold you pornography. They legitimized it with a storyline. They sold it to you as art. And now you have the normalization of pedophilia. You have awoken that monster, which is asleep, asleep inside of most people. And most people wouldn't even consider it until it's put out in front of them. But this, this agenda at the, at the highest level 
is to take you away from the creation that you are and put you perfectly into the world. And they're going to offer you all the benefits to it. That's the thing. Yep. They're going to, they're either create the psychological condition. Just look at what they do with COVID-19 in your health. Okay. And what they're offering with transhumanist agenda is they're going to come out with new technologies, nanobots that can go in and cure disease. And people are going to take them because of the benefits, because of the marketing, because why people want a way out of this hell. And so what they do is they create the perfect conditions psychologically for everybody to be completely ready to accept whatever they're going to give them. Eve, that's why, like, even in the face of facts with the vaccinations, for which this has nothing to do with vaccination, in, in the face of facts with Mark Zuckerberg on there saying, you know, we, we're worried because of the RNA, this is altering the DNA. Even that doesn't matter. Fear has overridden that because the matrix has them from the, the moment that they're born as children and all of their lived experience to now has told them this is true. So this is why it's such a hard time for so many of us because we're looking at where they're painting the future and where we're seeing everything going. And people are like, what the hell am I going to do? You can only do what you can do. What you have to do is you have to find it within yourself to heal yourself in a way, your mind and body in a way that has never been healed before. You go to EFT, emotion freedom technique, matrix re-imprinting. You do havening, Paul McKenna. You can find all of this on YouTube and start today for free. Because the truth of the matter, and you can read Alice Miller's books if you want to understand the psychology behind parental trauma. It's, guys, we're thinking about it in terms of our mothers and fathers, if we, we, we have the courage to do that, because that's very hard for a lot of people. Let alone to think that Bill Gates or this person or that person, who I don't even know, is doing something horrible to me. And, and the reality is, is that if you're traumatized, if you've been traumatized before, you feel helpless. You feel like you can't do anything. So in the face of all of this, this is where I had to come. I'm, I'm just sharing my personal experience to give this message to you about this transhumanist agenda. It is very real. These people believe in the benefits of it. And let me tell you something, too. They run the industries just as you saw with the hospitals, how easily they can all be maneuvered and conditioned to accept a totally new paradigm when there's a crisis. So if they create the perfect crisis for which everyone else has to fit within their structure and their policies, it's going to happen again because they control the levers of those systems. So my, my question to the audience is, when are you going to start building your world, starting with the creation of your space with inside of your mind and the, and, the, and the community that you're bringing forward. Now, this isn't something you have to prove to me. This is for yourself. Because all I see going forward is a further fracturing of society, at least under those who are still programmed. And we don't know when that moment will be that they'll wake up if they do. But let me tell you something. If you truly care about this world and the people around you that you love, even the ones that are going to make foolish decisions, Go and build the world for them that is safe. Go and build the world that is safe for children. Because all of this, really, the hell that you're seeing manifest in front of you is our problem. It's our unconscious that did not see that there was an industry in human trafficking at $150 billion a year being manifested and profited from and grown. And that our, our elected leaders of our institutions, including our banking institutions alone, just our servants, 
out there in the public space. We're tapping into that industry. And then they get up there and they sit there and say, vote for me so you can have a future for your children. Do you see that we don't, we don't separate this? You say, no, you want to make a future for my child? Tell me what you're going to do to protect my child. What are you doing about child protective services, which is being used as a weapon to go in and break up homes and families and put kids out in foster homes where they go missing? Nobody can find them. In, in 2021, we have 500 to 800,000 children a year going missing in our country when we have full surveillance state technology and big tech to go after anybody that they want to and find them anywhere that they can. And we lose 500 to 800,000 children a year in this country? No, sir. Go and use the technology. There are people out there. Look, here's what I tell you. You build the world that you want to live in by taking the reins of power back. You do that by taking your authority back and going, I'm going to sit down with somebody and I'm going to work on an app that is a tracking app for children so that every child in a school, when there's an emergency, can open that app, press a button and, and, and get connected to a uh, uh, 911 or a police officer or something. But you have to build this, guys. They're not going to do it for you. Everything that they hand you, everything that they have planned for you, everything that they have planned for you is to serve them. And you have to get to a point in your life where you say, that is enough. I don't want to live this way anymore. And you have to do that in your space. Because as long as they're in here and making you upset, and as long as you keep watching them, and as long as you keep arguing with them, all of your energy is going into that crap. And all of it will make possible the transhumanist agenda to happen by you resisting it. Absolutely. And doing fire. nothing. Absolute fire. That is exactly what I wanted to hear from you. That's exactly the message that needs to be told and heard. Now, when you, we, I think we can, we can all agree that the foundation of where they want to go in the future is this agenda, and they are actively pursuing it every day. You can choose to to say not worry about it and say it's not going to affect you, whatever. But when you look at at when you hear them say where the future of where they want to go is. This is this is the problem that we are all we are all too busy pointing fingers about uh, gay marriage and and race. Yep. While they're yep. saying stuff like this, listen to this very carefully. But I wanted to delve deeper and explore more of what it could mean to lose a part of ourselves and replace it with technology. At MIT Media Lab, they're doing some of the most cutting edge work in biomechatronics, developing motorized limbs for amputees. Originally set up by Hugh Hare, a double amputee who was able to develop and test the equipment on himself. He went on to create a set of legs that can walk, run, and even jump without seeming to be mechanical at all. The gait more closely resembles that of a human foot and leg because the motor gives the wearer a push off the floor to move the foot forwards from the ankle. The technology here, continuing to be developed by Matt Carney and his colleagues at MIT, is really quite impressive, with the prosthesis connecting directly into the amputee's bone for stability and sensors reading pulses from the amputee's muscles to tell the foot how to move. Ultimately, the wearer should be able to think about moving their foot, and the foot would move. They're impressive to look at by themselves, but of course the prosthesis don't move on their own. In order to show their relationship to humans, I wanted to show how they enable amputees to move with ease and fluidity. But how do you photograph gait? At this point, I was inspired by the work and photographs of Edward Murraybridge. This is where I love how they 
how uh, TED Talks, this is those of you who know what TED Talks are, know exactly what I'm saying. This is how I love how TED Talks takes the emotional bond, the emotional trigger of, oh, well, somebody got their legs back. They're actually able to walk by thinking about it. Then they use stuff like this to say, well, look, look at how this is this is humanity. This is just this is just the the natural cycle of where humanity goes when technology gets integrated into society. And this is all a good thing that we can use my thoughts to control a foot that was cut off. Where is the limitations of this? Where is the ethics involved in this? And where is where is the foundation of what it means to be human when they see where this they want to take this? Well, I mean, it's it's like technology; it's neutral until you put it behind the mind of of an individual and their proclivities and their judgments and the way that they perceive reality. And I have no doubt. I'm just looking at that lady, and I, I'll take her 100 percent base value that she's sympathetic to that man, and that man did exactly what he wanted to do because of the challenges that he was faced with. And I think that really ultimately that's, that's actually the most important thing you, you mentioned is what we've always forgotten is follow the money and question everything. And, and if you, if you're going to, you know, go down this road, which I think there are a whole host of benefits. Don't get me wrong. This is not about being anti-technology in general. It's to have the vigilance and the foresight to understand, to go, okay, We've 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 gone into this this we've started the phase where we're getting into the digitization, online personas, the avatars and, and a social credit score. I mean, that's that's coming in some form. Right. But but the question is, is like, OK, how can this go wrong? That's really the first question that should be asked is not not anti agenda of embracing the good of something but thinking okay if we wire up a human being and we start monitoring all these things how can it go wrong so that if we want to do this we want to help these people walk again with thought which i think okay no problem but we we put protections on her we stop we make a conscious awareness to people to say look this is really important that we're able to do all of these things but as things unfold, people are going to want to push the envelope a little bit, and we need to we need to bring God into this picture. We need to bring a manifestation of creation into the contemplation of using technology as a healing modality, right? Because here here's the thing: like I, I would tell people right now, um, I I'm I'm all for putting this idea together with a group of investors for the long term, but I would like to use virtual reality to heal child abuse because so many people like, like other people talk about, well, you know, you, you, you should, you need to go to this, this kind of practice. Like, no, you, you know, Jesus said, go meet them there, go to the people, go to where they are. They're the ones who are lost. You're the one who knows what it is. And, and, and he didn't go out there to condemn people. He came to be a light unto the world so that you could live in this world so that you could have eternal life. And, and I'm not making this as a religious position, but this is where science, science has stripped God out of everything. And we've allowed that to happen, by the way. So we need to put God or morality or however you want to define it, but you need to go, 
We need to go to the left or whoever the hell it is. It doesn't matter because the right also is, is screwed in this too. Uh, you've got Christian churches that are promoting vaccination programs. So don't, don't put this all on the left to figure out. They can't. So what, you, what you're going to have to realize is that we're all refugees in this and we've got to work together and we've got to pull the best together with people and say, look, I, I, I see what you see. I'm trying to understand what you see and I see how that could be. But have you also considered that if in the hands of somebody who wanted to take control of our body and modify our DNA and they've said that they want to do that, we should consider, <laughs> we should stop and we should consider going, well, it, you know, this person's saying this is good for me, but in the past they've done this horrific crap that was questionable. So maybe we should question what they're doing here. Like, hey, um, have you thought about this or this? That's where we need to go. And, and it's going to take strong Christians. I, I mean, I don't know where else to, you know, Catholics too. Catholics who are refugees of the, of the Vatican, yes. You need intelligence. You need intelligence to solve these problems because you have to go to the universal truth in there. You cannot, you cannot take a side of this, this debate. Again, if you're anti-transhumanist, basically you are reinforcing their transhumanist agenda. So it's like what Busmuster Fuller said. If you want to, dis- you don't, you don't change things by destroying the old system. To change something, you need to build in a new direction that makes the old model obsolete. And when you get into your, the reason why they're able to get this transhumanist agenda off is because the preciousness and the magnificence of who and what we truly are as spiritual beings born of a creator of heaven and earth has been removed from society in all ways. The social cohesion has broken down. Our families are broken apart. So we don't have spiritual energy, good spiritual energy, other than those who are going through trauma and who are able, like whistleblowers or whatever, to come forward and say, guys, get it together, please, because I'm telling you, you don't have much time. You do not have much time for what can rain down on us that is unexpected. And it's not, it has, it's beyond Joe Biden and and Kamala Harris and the whole Washington, D.C. of establishment. They're the theater for all of this, to keep you deceived, to keep you believing, to keep you voting. Yes, you can vote. Yes, you can do all of that. Do it. But know where you're coming from is that they have no control over what's going to be done. They, if, if they can't get the job done, somebody else will. They brought, I'm just going to give you on a microcosmic level here, in, in my area of town, small town America here in Georgia, they brought in, uh, they rigged an election and probably brought in a coroner who had no previous experience. There was a child three weeks ago who hung himself and was dead, hanging from, from a rope, a noose. And she went over there and she looked at it and stripped this child naked, dead, while the parents were there. And she said, I'm not touching it. I'm not touching it. And walked away. And they're like screaming at her. Now, why does that matter? Because that person is a useful person to put the first marker down for what they want to do. And when the townspeople now have started to pay attention, they're getting a recall election immediately started to get this person out because this person is not a coroner and doesn't need to be, you know, in this community. She's not qualified. Not because she's not, not, it has nothing to do with her being a woman. She's not qualified because mentally she doesn't have the capacity to do the job. But point I'm making is you guys, 
we all are in, I, I don't want to say we're in trouble, but we, we have a crisis that we do not yet see the direct correlation to our own child abuse, creating pedophiles and victims. The victims they can get to, think about it this way, Ghislaine Maxwell was able to go into a trailer park and lure young women away with alcohol, drugs, and money, away from their families, away from their homes, away from their mothers and fathers. How could a stranger walk into a neighborhood and do that? Because there's a problem at home. Because what that drug lord or what that gang member offered that person was a life better than the one they had in their house. That's the problem we're in. We haven't gotten our homes together. We haven't gotten our communities together because everybody's worried and running around and doing all this other shit out here that has nothing to do with living. And that's part of the whole purpose is to get you worried about the things in the world and allow that to control your perception of reality as if Trump's in office and everything's fine. Biden's in office. Everything's horrible. I mean, I, I'm not saying there, there isn't truth and validity to any of that, but like, if that's how you live your life, which I don't think most people do. Yeah. But, but I'm just saying you just have to pull yourself out of the shit and start looking at what's real and getting with, getting in touch with this person in here. I, I mean, getting out in nature is key. Prayer and meditation daily is key. Have a conversation. Don't, don't pray for God to come and save you because he gave you everything you needed. When I saw this meme last year, it was the John, perfect meme quick. that I would put up. But it, it's it's one about Jesus John, sitting at a park. John, bench. real quick, if I could, yeah. uh, I hate I hate to stop you, but sorry, man, sorry, I know I'm right. We are we are seven minutes uh, left in okay. the show, so it is just I gotta I gotta I gotta stop you. I hate doing that. I would I, we could literally do this for hours. The last article I had up is is I just wanted to to read this for you guys to tell you about. Uh, the realities of the future and where they want to take this. Now, we talked about this again a couple weeks ago. John mentioned it. The DARPA project investing millions in brain-machine interface technology. This is very real, and the breakthroughs that they have made recently on where they're going to go for this should be a major discussion in society around the world with regards to ethics in humanity. It, there's a major thing here happening, and the reason why this is happening is because China can go uh, unabated doing whatever the hell they want, whenever the hell they want. Here are some of the things that they're working on, for instance. Teledyne Scientific Imaging Group um, it turned a light-powered mag- magnometers to detect small localized magnetic field in neurons so they can fire neurons in your brain. Uh, the Battelle team... Uh, 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 came, became fancier. Basically, they created magnetic nanoparticles wrapped in a uh, piezoelectric shell. The shell could convert electrical signals from neurons into magnetic ones vi- and vice versa. They are creating a cyborg mind, guys. This is where they were going. All of these articles that we talked about today, as well as the videos and the rest, can be found on the links after the show today. But we only have about five minutes left, John, and I wanted to make sure I mentioned a couple things. Number one, um, I know you have several projects going on uh, all the time with regards to how you're kind of uh, moving your moving your, where you want to go with in the future around. The first mm-hmm. thing you're doing is you've been doing the, the show recently. Tell me about the days of the show, and let's do a quick, like, kind of uh, one-minute quick answers. What, what are you doing with the show? What are the hours, and where can people find you? No Restrictions podcast on Foxhole Network. It's also syndicated on almost all um, podcast platforms right now until I get censored. 
but no restrictions with John Paul Rice's conversation with different guests, um, sometimes myself, talking about various topics, um, coming at it from different ways that we can find solutions that are outside of the right-left paradigm or out, outside of the matrix. And, uh, and these are people that I've, um, I've vetted and have known for years. And uh, we're just having good conversations over there that we hope you join and, and get something good out of it. Good stuff, man. I'll get that link out to everyone out there in chat as well as where you can find them. Joe, uh, quick questions or anything like that for John real quick. I know I, I wanted to basically rapid fire a, a 10 question thing. So I got a, okay. I got a few lined up, but I'll give it to you, Joe. I know you've been been listening uh, intently. Go ahead, bro. No, I definitely have. I just want to make a couple of quick uh, comments, uh, John Paul, since I've been following you since you've been on Red Pill and Methods and, and everywhere else. Uh, I've dug, dug back on some of your interviews you've done uh, before. Uh, your your message, uh, the the way that you uh, d- describe, explain things, uh, it, I, I, I was just in shock and in awe that you're sitting here with us because it's so important. But the way that you uh, the way that you discuss it and the way you talk about it is so um, sensical and, and it's very easy to follow. And I absolutely love how you do it, your approach on things, your story, your message. Everything that you've been doing is much appreciated, so I just wanted to throw that out there. Thanks so much for being here, John Paul. Thank you. I, I love you both. So appreciate it, you. man, big time. And, Joe, it's been yeah. fun hanging out with you. We'll, we'll look forward to special thank you to everyone out there who has been helping Joe with his upgrades. Thank you, guys. It's, it's, we're going to improve the podcast and the quality of it every day. Thanks to all you guys out there. John, a couple quick questions. <clears throat> yeah. Top, favorite, top three favorite movies. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> Midnight Cowboy. Last Picture Show, and um, this is a weird one, but Only God Forgives with Ryan Gosling. Interesting. Let me let me hold on a sec. Say those again. Midnight, Midnight Cowboy, Cowboy. Last Picture movie. Show, and Only God Forgives. That was the one that just popped into my brain. But all right, cool, love it. Uh, new releases that you would recommend, or new uh, shows that you're watching? Good God, no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I know I'd stump you. You know, no, it's weird because I just I'm just not plugged into I, I think the next one I'll see is the Jim Caviezel film um, Freedom Song. I think. Yes, I cannot wait for that to Song come out. Freedom. You, yeah, yeah. You know when that's coming trafficking. out? I don't know when there's still I, I talked to Ann Vandersteel a couple of days ago. Uh, she texted me, told me how beautiful the film was. And uh, she said that, uh, you know, they're trying to get distribution. And I, I know they will. They will. It's it, uh, that's one that I would put money and effort behind to support because it's mainstream. It's about as mainstream as you get. And Jim Caviezel being the Christian he is, I, I think it's going to reach, you know, millions of people. I have gone out of my way to get all of uh, Jim Caviezel's collection uh, added to mine. That's how I do things. If I, if I want to support uh, a movie or something like that, I'll support the director or actor. Um, so it's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, I, I absolutely jo- love Jim Caviezel. I would love the opportunity to talk to him. Uh, what are you working on now as far as, I do believe you have um, some projects or a project you are working on right now that you're yeah. trying to get some funding for. I got a feeling the Patriot community would like to help you with that. Can you tell us a little about it? Oh, thank you guys. Well, yeah, the next film I'm doing, I'm shooting this uh, April, April 17th in Philadelphia. It's called Game Day. It's the coming-of-age story of a 50-year-old man who's from an Italian-American family, Philadelphia Eagles fan, and they gather gather together annually for their annual rival against the Dallas Cowboys. And it takes place over the course of a day in four quarters, 
But what it is, is about the rivalry, rivalry within the family. That this is the time where this man is finally finding his true self by losing everything. He's losing his family. He's losing his wife. His ex-wife has come back into the picture. The children are fighting. The grandparents are fighting. And um, it's based on a true, authentic Italian-American family from Philadelphia. But I'm going to tell you this. Has, this is a story that's interchangeable because what it's dealing with is the truths, the divisions, the, the, the sauce underneath that finally blows up when all the truth comes out and it allows everybody to live the way they want to be. So the theme of our film is uh, thy own self be true. And then you begin to live at peace for the first time. And it's a, it, to me, I, 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 you know, if anybody's familiar with our work, Child's Voice, One Hour Fantasy Girl, all the ones that came back, they all have their merits. But this one, this is going to be the biggest one we've ever done uh, in terms of audience and scope. There's going to be something in it for everybody, young and old. Um, it's dealing with really painful truths, but at the same time, it's handled in a very humorous and inspiring way, much like Little Miss Sunshine. So it's got that kind of naturalistic humor, uh, really great cast, beautiful people. There's two producers up in Philadelphia that are working with us. We met them over this, this whole pandemic crap, and we went to Philadelphia and sat down with them. We've got local Philly talent involved. Uh, we've got local Philly companies getting involved to throw things in. And look, let me just tell you where I'm at, guys. I took all of my profits after I paid off my investors to a child's voice, and I'm reinvesting them into this movie because I believe in this film. Edgar and I made our company 12 years ago. We've made six films in that time, and we did so because we wanted, we wanted to make films that we wanted to make, not waiting on films to be made, but what we wanted to make and things that grabbed us that told the truth. And this film, Game Day, if you go to uh, Foxhole or even go to GoFundMe, uh, you can look up my name, John Paul Rice or Game Day Movie. And, you know, put in 20 bucks, you get a copy of the film, all of that. We, we, just, we just want you to know, look, I'm not trying to hawk my wares. I'm just trying to tell you, I'm putting my blood, sweat and tears in it. So are other people because we believe in this film. We know that it's going to make an impact, a positive impact in people's lives. And if you want to be a part of that and support us, we don't have any outside money coming in from Hollywood to us. We're doing this all through grassroots and our own blood, sweat, and tears. If you'd love to join us on this journey, we'd love to have you. doesn't matter what your contribution is. Everything is appreciated. We love the Patriot community. We want to make, this is what real democracy looks like in a republic where it's movies made by people for the people. And that's yeah. what we want to do. That's, that's what No Restriction Studio is about. And we want to take those moments of uncertainty in our life and transcend them into something that we hope is a brighter future or a positive change for everyone. And you, in this, Tom. in this time of division, we just feel that family is so important and the honest expression of it is the thing that is needed more than anything else. And it doesn't have to be political whatsoever. Thank you, John. That was beautifully said. And I, I will, uh, I have a feeling that, uh, we, we need to collaborate and talk a little more about, uh, about how we can get the Patriot community to work together I would be an honored if I could uh, t pick your brain a little bit and maybe see how yep. we could further collaborate on other projects as well. Absolutely. God bless you, I John. Thank you for your time here today. Very generous with your time. Check out No Restrictions on the Foxhole.app. Links have been dropped into chat all over the place. Thank you sincerely to Methods and uh, uh, Red Pill, uh, especially Methods, for helping to facilitate this today. It was a lot of fun. I got a feeling we'll be doing this again. 
Much love to everyone out there. Thank you for joining us here today on Uncensored. Much love. God bless you all. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Treat the word impossible as nothing more than motivation. Relish the opportunity to be an outsider. Embrace that label. Being an outsider is fine. Embrace the label. Because it's the outsiders who change the world and who make a real and lasting difference.